episode of Flourish and Flow. I'm here today with my lovely friend Lily Brady, or as some of you might know her as the girl with the Nike tattoo on Instagram, and she's here today to share her health story. So Lily, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you on. It's great to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Do you want to just tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a makeup artist. I have my own business and I've been doing makeup for about seven years now. Um, I've also been on a huge health journey for the past about two years, which I'm sure we will delve into as the podcast goes on. Yeah. Um, That's me, really. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Short and sweet. (laughs) So I get all of my guests to come with an affirmation. So do you have one for me today, Lily? I absolutely do. I loved picking this because I went through about a thousand of them and just feel like I really got to know myself a bit. Oh, Um, a bit of (laughs) self-discovery. The one I chose is everything I need is already within me. And I really like that because I feel like even though it's so simple, the more you think about it and think about how everything you need to set yourself up for whatever you want to do is already inside you is a really nice message and a nice way to sort of think about life because sometimes things can feel really overwhelming, but if you really want it, you can do it. It's just a matter of fine tuning into the certain motives or determination you need to get there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, it is already inside of you. It's just accessing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's really cool. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I feel you've talked about it a lot with your health journey. You've done a lot of that, like accessing everything that you need inside of you. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Lots of self-discovery and just changing the way you think about things. It's all there, but it's just depends on your, um, perspective I suppose yeah absolutely yeah it is all perspective hey well that's awesome thanks for sharing that affirmation I love it (laughs) so Lily what do you remember as your first period experience so I was about 16 I think I really yeah I was quite old I remember all of my friends had had their period for a long time and it really stressed me out (laughs) because I just wanted to have it because I just thought, is this ever going to happen? And why is it taking so long? Um, And when I finally did, I did feel relieved. And I think also thinking back to it now, I sort of just thought that a period was bleeding. I didn't really realise how many other factors there were. I didn't know enough about it to know that it was going to change my emotions Mm. or any of those sorts of things. So at the time, I didn't really notice maybe that if I had been moody at that time, because I just there was so much more to hormones and periods than I really knew yeah it was just to me oh okay now I have a period like my friends yeah (laughs) yeah it wasn't like a full body change like changing body shape hormones hair everything Yeah, yeah exactly I think I didn't know enough about it and I just was glad to be a woman like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. How have your periods been since getting them when you first did it when you were 16? Well, I ended up having really irregular periods and I would only have a period probably once or twice a year, I think. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that I really spoke about with my mum or anything, so I didn't really realise that it was... Like abnormal? Yeah, I suppose I knew it was not normal because Mm. my friends were 
having monthly periods, but I sort of didn't realize it was a problem. I thought I was lucky that I didn't have to put up with it. So um, after a while, I ended up speaking to my mom and I went to a doctor as well to speak about it. And she suggested having the Implanon put in. And she also suggested that we test for PCOS, which I did end up finding out that I have PCOS. Mm -hmm. Um, The Implanon was horrible for me. I had it in for six months. I bled the whole time. I gained heaps of weight. Mm -hmm. Um, My hormones were just out of control. I felt, yeah, I felt very out of control on um, with the Implanon. And after six months, I had it taken out. And as I changed my entire health a couple of years ago and sort of changed my diet and my exercise and everything, I now have a regular period. So it's all come full circle. And now, (laughs) yeah, I have sort of um, managed my PCOS symptoms to a point where I do have a regular period, which is awesome. That's fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been all through your hard work, which, yeah, we'll get into. But it's nice to know for other people who are listening that PCOS symptoms can be managed with with lifestyle um, and with, like, guidance of health practitioners as well. But, like, you can gain a regular period and, you know, you can feel better and, yeah, yeah, get weight under control and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I had no idea until I spoke to my um, GP and sort of went and took the extra steps and did my bloods and changed my diet. It's, yeah, really cool that you can manage it, definitely. Yeah. So much about our bodies that we're not aware of and that we're not uh, taught. Yeah. Like, you know, in high school, like, it'd be awesome to know, like, when you're in grade 11 that you're only getting a period twice a year, it'd be nice to know, oh, you know, you should actually probably check up on that. Like, yeah, yeah, there was nothing like that when we were in high school. Definitely not. I wasn't in grade 11 thinking, oh, maybe I won't be able to have kids in the future if I don't regulate my period. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, so many other things that you just not, just no one speaks about. Yeah. Yeah. Because why would they? Because periods are gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) My God, it only affects like half the population, but like it's so gross. (laughs) Don't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So the story that we keep mentioning, do you want to kind of go from the start from a few years ago? What happened to you or for you for you to kind of make a massive change in your life and where were you at? So it was, yeah, about two years ago, I was really unhappy in, I guess, my self-confidence and my weight. I knew that I was unhealthy. I was very overweight. I had been since, I think, grade two. I've been overweight my entire life. Mm -hmm. I had been overweight my entire life. I remember being on diets when I was younger and having to eat different things to my sisters because for some reason I just gained weight so much easier than them. And I had tried to do... Something about it so many times. I had tried so many diets, but that was the problem is that I wanted a quick fix every single time and I wanted to look different overnight. Mm. And I didn't want to change my lifestyle for my health. I wanted to change it to look a certain way. And that was not the right way to be going about it. And two years ago, I suddenly just thought, what if I try doing this to be healthier, to live longer, to be able to get out of a bed when I'm 80 years old or just sort of things like that. And so I went and saw my doctor and we spoke to her and we did bloods and we started managing my PCOS and I started working out because it felt good and because I knew that I was doing the right thing for my body and looking after my health and I was eating better 
and I wouldn't look different overnight, but I kept going because I had more energy. I was sleeping well. My skin was clearer. I was tracking it for different reasons than what I had in the past. Mm. So I just kept on going and it's sort of, I, I set little challenges for myself. I'd do like an eight week challenge and focus on, yeah, going to bed at a certain time and getting off my phone at a certain time and drinking a certain amount of water and things like that that weren't all around looking a certain way mm. but then the snowball effect of doing all of these things was that I did lose a large amount of weight I think in the first year I lost probably in 18 months I lost 40 kilos so that's huge yeah, yeah wow I completely changed my lifestyle what a big change for your body absolutely and then with that comes the mental side of it and I think it's the side that people don't really talk about a lot and the physical side like exercising that is habits that I formed and I didn't have to be motivated to do that I had to be determined and form these habits and then it's something that I just wanted to keep doing Mm. whereas the mental side of it you really have to train your brain to go through these changes and to look like an entirely different person in a year yeah is really hard and people's compliments would always be focused on how I looked and so the smaller I got the more compliments I got and I became obsessed with taking up less space and being a small person. So then my mindset became unhealthy and I wasn't doing it to for my health anymore. I started doing it to be as skinny as possible because the smaller I was, the more compliments I got and to me, smaller was better. Yeah. So then I formed a really bad relationship with food and with exercise and I would exercise to punish myself if I felt like I ate too much food or I would restrict myself all day and then at night time I'd be really hungry and I'd eat heaps of food and then the next day the cycle would start again and I'd think you ate too much last night, you need to go work out all morning and you can't eat and then it would just continue. So I've been through really rough stages through the journey as well because it's hard not to become fixated on looking a certain way when that is what you're praised for. Yeah. And probably a year, about a year and a half after losing all of the weight, I had my loose skin removed. I had a tummy tuck, my arms done, my breasts lifted and implants put in. And the recovery from that was really difficult for me as well because I felt like I had to punish myself because I wasn't moving while I recovered. But little did I know my body needed the energy to recover. So it was a very slow recovery from that surgery yeah, and mentally a very challenging recovery. It took me a really long time to build a healthy relationship back up with food and exercise. Um, And then in the past, let's say six months, um, I have been in a really good space. I went and saw a dietitian and I focused on fueling my exercise for performance, which is the first time I'd really done that. I had always sort of fueled myself to to be looking a certain way and to have a certain body composition Mm -hmm. whereas I totally changed my outlook and I was eating food for fuel and exercising for strength and setting strength goals not body composition goals which has been really inspiring for me to see myself get stronger and know that I don't have to be scared of food it will fuel my exercise and it'll actually yeah make me feel so much better and then three weeks ago Mm -hmm. I went through my final surgery and I had the loose skin removed from my back so I worked really hard in the lead up to that getting as strong as possible and building a really good relationship with my body and with food knowing that 
I need this food to recover. I don't have to be scared of the food. Food is fuel and it is a basic thing that humans need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need it to survive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I am doing really well this recovery mentally and physically recovering really well. And I'm just so excited to get back to where I was before the surgery and keep getting stronger and setting those strength goals for myself and having that healthy relationship with food where I can eat out with my friends and not Mm. feel like I have to punish myself. And it's really nice to be sort of at this end of the journey because you don't realise going through a weight loss journey how much it will affect your mind to be so focused on your body, I suppose. Absolutely. And like you said, being able to put in those habits with the exercise, like that was easy, like doing that, Mm. those habits, like you can wake up at a certain time, go to gym at this time, but having to retrain your brain, how you look at food, how you look at yourself, how you feel when you wear in certain clothes, how you feel when you're around people, how you feel when you eat out, like there's so much, so much behind the scenes that people don't see or know about or even talk about exactly you know if physical and mental both play a massive role in our health and if you've got one of them really like working really well like your exercise but your mental's not there like that is gonna still really really affect you yeah you really have to be just as strong mentally as you are physically because if you're not strong mentally mental is just so much more important than the physical side really because you'll have such a healthy relationship with your exercise if you're mentally feeling good it's probably a part that is not touched on enough and in the fitness world as well I think that it can be such a punishment sort of thing and I think Mm. just with social media and the way that people edit their photos and change the way they look it is really easy to become obsessed with wanting to take up less space and be a smaller person yeah rather than focusing on exercising to feel good or to live longer or to have stronger bones but conversations like this yeah make people aware so yeah exactly do you feel like because I've known you for a long time now and Lily's always been such a like really I've always been like oh yes I want to see Lily she's so funny like she's so bubbly and like (laughs) we always laugh at each other like it's hilarious do you feel like you were able to kind of um maintain like your sense of self during this or was there a bit of a bit of a time where you thought you'd lost yourself a little bit Hmm. I think that I do feel like myself still but I'm definitely a different self to what I was. I have had to totally change. Yeah, I have changed a lot, but I still feel like the old personality of me is in there. But I'd say my day-to-day life is very different. I don't party like I used to. (laughs) I'll still get out and tear up the dance floor (laughs) (laughs) with my killer moves. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, I have changed a lot and I think that that was also a really difficult thing because when you make friends, you make friendships around your personality yeah. and doing certain things and I feel as though a lot of my friends that I'd made over the years were people that I partied with because that's what I used to do a lot of Yeah. and then as I totally changed my lifestyle, I found that I didn't have as much in common with certain people anymore and it was hard for them to understand that um my life was really different and I totally understand that but it would be difficult sometimes because I would feel boring if I was not drinking at something rather than happy for myself that I was doing something that makes my body feel good I'd be sort of made to feel as if it was lame or boring that I didn't want to drink at a party or that I was driving to events instead of 
drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy, but I think that's sort of Australian culture is that I know, we just yeah. are big drinkers and people want other people to be drinking with them for them to feel like they're having fun. And yeah, I just sort of try and make a really big effort to still be my fun, crazy self. And it's actually taught me a lot about self-confidence to have to go to a party and socialize with people without alcohol to do that which I hadn't done much and it was really awkward at first and it was sort of I didn't really know what to say to people but now I think it's made me actually better at talking to people because I remember things that I spoke about with them from previous parties or (laughs) actually remember the conversation yeah exactly yeah I think I'm still in there I'm just my values and my values have maybe changed a little bit yeah yeah yeah. which is not a bad thing at all it's obviously you weren't happy with where you were at yeah so yeah you've become such a confident person and one of the things that you mentioned before about Instagram what I love about your account the girl with the Nike tattoo is how real it is you show photos of your progression like even going through your surgeries you show you know like you lose skin and everything like that Mm. and that is so inspiring and takes a lot of freaking courage yeah it it is really scary but then I also think I had no idea that losing that much weight that is how my body would be left looking and it was actually very shocking to work so hard towards a goal and then get to the end and have a body covered in loose skin. And I think that I had never seen someone lose lots of weight and show off their loose skin like that. And so I just think I'm not going to pretend that you can lose 40 kilos and have some tight toned body because it's not how it works. (laughs) Literally can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And if people are following my page for a weight loss journey and they're maybe on a similar journey, I would hate for them to think that they're going to get to the end and not have loose skin. I just want to be as real as possible so that people's expectations aren't in this crazy Instagram fake expectation with smooth skin and no stretch marks (laughs) and no loose skin because that's just... And there's nothing wrong with any of those things anyway, which is why I try to post them on there because Mm -hmm. it needs to be normalised to have stretch marks or whatever cellulite. it is yeah so yeah like a big stress pimple on my face you know <laughs> yep <laughs> just, yeah, normal people yeah yeah no I really like that and I think yeah keep doing it because it's really inspiring <laughs> oh, thank you. and I can always see lots of people um commenting as well being like I love following this because it is really real and raw and truthful and with the whole mental aspect of your journey people who are going through a similar stage in their life losing all that weight knowing that you know oh Lily did this she doesn't look like she's lost 40 kilos and hasn't had to have any surgeries or mm. hasn't got loose skin or hasn't got that she's this beautiful Barbie doll kind of picture you're like no like there are hiccups and stuff like that and yeah. things that I want to work on still like it's, if you're going through that I've gone through it as well yeah so it's a really good kind of truth yeah truth for, truth for everyone yeah thanks (laughs) it is really nice to hear from people that are going through the same thing and knowing that I'm making the process for them easier because I would have loved to have someone to follow going through a similar thing yeah and to sort of see that it's not you don't just lose 40 kilos and you're not affected mentally from it and you're not you know you it is a huge journey and even just losing a few kilos even just 
any sort of lifestyle change, even if it's not about weight loss, maybe it's about weight gain or maybe it's just about becoming more physically healthy or because the skinniest of people that just naturally uh, Mm. have grown up looking like that, they still will struggle with different challenges. And I think that um, mentally it's hard for anyone. You've got to really change your mindset if you want certain things. So I think it's nice to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like the complimenting that you said people were doing way more of. So you wanted to be be skinnier and because you're getting more compliments. Mm. Um, When I had one of my other friends, Maddie, on a few episodes ago, she was talking about eating disorders and how people would compliment and be like, oh, you look so thin. Oh, you look so great. And not realizing that that's actually a fuel to the fire, yeah, you know? Yeah, a damaging. Yeah. yeah. To only focus on someone's body when you compliment them is you just have no idea what that person is going through in their head and what they um, are doing behind closed doors to look that way. And I just think that only complimenting someone on their body rather than maybe their hard work or maybe mm. you can just you can compliment so many other yeah. things besides the way someone's body looks and in a year like 2021 where <laughs> Instagram is so huge and people are changing the way their bodies look so much I think that it can be so damaging to comment on the way someone's body looks yeah you know it's something like you look so happy yeah you know like yeah you look like really joyful and happy in yourself like that's awesome to see yeah. something like that yeah definitely yeah I yeah I couldn't agree more I yeah. think it is it's too common to compliment people's body shapes and we're not meant to look the same so <laughs> no. the fact that you know, we're all meant to look so different because we are different we're all different people and yeah. it actually really I have some people comment sometimes and they'll say something like, oh, your body is goals. And that actually makes me so sad because my body is completely different to what theirs would ever be, even if we were the same weight and height. Yeah. I have really long legs and I have a really short torso. And for someone to be comparing their self to my body is just, it makes me sad because I just want people to love their own body and for their own body to be their work in progress and not need to compare themselves to me yeah it's what I used to do I would compare myself to everyone else and I would never be happy with myself because I wasn't working on my own mind or my own body I was just wishing I had things that I didn't and you're never going to have things that you don't so why not just focus on the things that you have and that you love yeah instead of focusing on what someone else has that's some good advice yeah 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 I like that (laughs) so with your whole journey with your health did you have any um health practitioners that kind of helped you through it like where did you kind of start I know that you saw a dietitian or nutritionist yeah um yeah tell us like where you started from so other people who might want to start know where to go (laughs) so I started off on my own I was following um, I think it was a Kayla Itzines oh, um, yeah. book. <laughs> Just getting recipes out of that and going to the gym. So to set myself up, I joined a gym and I would promise myself that I would go three times a week minimum. That is how I set the habit because yep. it's not about being motivated. No, I'm not even motivated now. It's just all about setting habits. So I would put them into my calendar as if it was a meeting that I couldn't miss because why – is it that we can show up to work every single day, but we can skip the gym. It's just a priority because work is a priority. If your goal is to get stronger or to get fitter or to lose weight, then gym needs to be a priority. So Mm -hmm. I would book these appointments into my calendar and I wouldn't miss them no matter what. And I'd do it at the start of the week so that I wouldn't have other plans. 
and it was definitely a priority. I started doing that and then I fell in love with going to the gym after about a, a couple of months. It was a habit. So I kicked it up and I'd go five times a week instead. Um, and I was just doing my own eating for six months and then I sort of plateaued a little bit and I was like, well, I'm really invested in this and I really care about my health. So why would I not seek professional help and have someone take the guesswork out of it for me? Mm-hmm. So I saw a nutritionist. Her name is Kiana Kerr. She's amazing. I think I lost another 15 kilos when I started seeing Kiana very quickly because the I was actually eating more as well. She gave me really nourishing, delicious meals. I was eating more food to fuel my workouts and this went really well for me I really enjoyed taking the guesswork out of it and having a nutritionist plan my meals for me her approach was really perfect at the stage I was into because she did not ask me to track my weight I didn't have scales I didn't take measurements of my body it was all just about feeling good and as a result I would weigh myself at the end and weight had come off so yeah that worked really well for me I was followed her plans for a really long time and then I sort of changed my focus to weight style training so I had been doing HIIT sort of classes and lots of boot camp sort of style classes and then I once I'd lost all the weight I decided to start weight training so that I could build some muscle and tone my body I joined a gym in Stafford called Strength Sanctuary and I invested in a PT this was the next best thing that I have done so Mm -hmm. investing in a nutritionist and investing in a PT are just things that I wish I had done from the start because having professional help takes all the guesswork out of it and the process is just You just speed up the process so quickly because you're learning from professionals who know all about this rather than just going off random (laughs) myths on the internet like Mm. do keto or do this do that you know it's just oh please no one ever do keto yeah (laughs) seriously don't (laughs) Don't, it's not don't do it don't Don't restrict yourself enjoy everything (laughs) yeah um so i was seeing a pt his name's nick he's amazing and i have seen him ever since i like to train with him at least once a week every week just because i learned so much about my technique and my form Mm -hmm. and then i six months ago started seeing a new dietitian called Jono Steedman. Um, he's called the Gaiatician on Instagram, I believe, <laughs> which I love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's incredible and totally changed my relationship with food to a whole nother level. I reverse dieted, so I built up my calories and um, began eating heaps more food. I became stronger than I have ever been in about the space of eight weeks. I was doubling all of my... Oh, you set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my performance. Yeah, exactly. Mm. My performance just completely blew up. This is in the lead up to my surgery. I was yeah eating heaps of food, training really well, and I was getting so strong. And that kept me so motivated because the stronger I got, the more excited I was the next week to try and push it and see if I could get stronger again. So if there is one tip that I would give to anyone wanting to lose weight, it is... Or not even lose weight, but get stronger or just if you want to focus on your health, see a dietitian. Yeah. Because it's maybe you think it's a bit of money, but it's you a small so investment much. for how much you learn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You just it will totally change your health and your relationship with your food and exercise. And I wish that I had done that from the very beginning because it would have sped up the entire process and I would probably have had a better relationship with food if I'd done it from the beginning. Yeah. And it's not just going to be like a fleeting diet that you'll do for 
six weeks and you'll go back to what you were doing before. It's a complete like lifestyle change exactly. with food yeah. and that you can take away with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, it's very valuable. Definitely. Yeah. It's sort of, it's someone to keep you accountable and to help make it a maintainable lifestyle change rather than a quick fix where you just go on some extreme diet for a few weeks that you've seen on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So Lily, I know that you get lots of questions through your Instagram. What's one of the biggest questions that you do get from your followers? Hands down, the most popular question I'm asked probably multiple times on a daily basis is how are you so motivated or what keeps you motivated or just anything about motivation really. And it's a really hard question to answer because I think that a lot of people don't realize it's just about discipline and routine, not actually about being motivated. Not many people get up and spring out of bed and want to, (laughs) you know, eat healthy or go to the gym. And sometimes there's days that you do want to because you've formed the habit and so you become it becomes a part of your routine. Yeah. But what really keeps me determined is knowing that one day you might not be able to. And my mum was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2012 and seeing how that has changed her life and stopped her from doing just basic things like tying up a shoe or putting her shoe on in the morning. Sometimes she just can't go out because she just can't get her shoes on and it's so disheartening yeah and to be able to have an able body like I do that can move and that can get up and go to the gym and go for a walk or go for a run or climb a mountain or skip or just do any of these things is something that I'll never take for granted again because your life can change so quickly and you don't know what's around the corner so why not build a strong healthy body now that will get you through those things if it were to happen to you or just just to live your life and not take your body for granted. Yeah. That's what keeps me motivated because one day things could change or as you get older, you'll want to spring out of bed still. And if you're an old person who's never cared for their body or strengthened their muscles, you might be in a walker a lot earlier than you thought you'd be. Yeah, you might struggle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think going through the surgeries too – and having to feel what it's like to not be able and to really struggle to get out of bed when I'd had my tummy tuck or just my recent back surgery, getting up off the toilet and things like that, to know what it's like to not be able to do it makes me just never want to take it for granted because when I can move so freely, it makes me feel so good, the endorphins that you get. Yeah, like if you have an able body, no better time than the present. Exactly. And, yeah, be grateful and, yeah, and move it because yeah. you can. Move your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's some good advice. And I do think that, yeah, seeing someone that you love as well going through those struggles, it would be a very inspiring yeah. for you to kind of make sure that you're looking after yourself the best that you are. It definitely is inspiring to see my mum still going to boxing classes and exercise classes and still making the most of the days that she can move her body yeah makes me just want to move my body in any way that I can and yeah it is very inspiring yeah shout out to Lily's mom (laughs) (laughs) you're the best (laughs) so what do you do Lily to help yourself flourish if you could pick a few things what would they be I would say that exercise is what helps me flourish it's a selfish time out of the day where all my attention is on me and I'm doing something entirely for myself and I think that 
that is just such a nice feeling to give myself that hour where nothing else matters and I don't think about anyone else. I'm doing something just for me and to leave the gym and have those endorphins and have just that awesome feeling that you've taken time out of your day to look after yourself. That makes me flourish. And then, of course, just things like seeing family and friends and patting a dog on the... <laughs> you know, on the endorphins. Just, yeah. <laughs> but exercise is a big one for me. And cooking as well. I love to cook. It makes me cooking for people and the feeling that you get when um, you make a meal and your friends really enjoy it and you know that you've, I don't know, made something different for them that they wouldn't normally have mm. and that maybe they'll go home and try making themselves. I think that's a really nice feeling. Yeah, that celebration around food, yeah. bringing people together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what advice would you like to give your younger self? I thought a lot about this. It's a good question. It is a, it's a <laughs> yeah, really good makes question. You think. <laughs> yeah, I think it is investing in myself so not on you know a shopping sale but (laughs) not the after payday sales that are going on but investing in my health so seeing like seeing a dietitian paying for the pt seeing a good doctor who cares rather than going to my dodgy bulk billing guy down the road um paying for massage and looking after my body but then also investing not just money but investing, I guess, time into exploring my own health and asking more questions and having professionals just on the journey with me rather than trying to do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I need to ask more questions and try to learn more and yeah, listen to more podcasts and just learn from other people who know more than I do so that I can yeah. yeah and it is hard when you want to ask those questions but you feel out of place because it's not something that's kind of talked about a lot yeah so of course that can make you feel a bit anxious or like oh should I ask this question or it's should I do to, this yeah, yeah because there's scary. sort of this weird it's like you're not meant to speak about certain things that they like you feel ashamed or something yeah to talk about certain things so you just don't ever ask the questions and then you just live in the dark not knowing so (laughs) don't do that (laughs) yeah I want my younger self to just speak up and ask questions and not be ashamed or embarrassed because it's all normal stuff that other people are probably thinking too and it'll get good conversations going yeah yeah absolutely so I am now going to ask Lily about her imperfect you moment and (laughs) any of you guys friends that know Lily we know that she's full of fun <laughs> lots of imperfect moments what? Perfect. I don't know what you're talking about some of the best <laughs> what would you like to share with us today I was thinking I was trying to think of something really embarrassing and I feel like I've got a really good one awesome so I am perfect, so it was very hard to answer this, but um, I had a flashback. This is traumatizing to think about, really. (laughs) You're bringing up some (laughs) traumatic past experiences. It was back to grade 12. I was playing a game called um, pole tag. So you stand on a certain pole, and if someone runs to the pole that you're on, you have to run off. You have to go to a different one. So I love that you're doing the integrated. It's very yes. I don't know. We need to delve more into it. That's a whole other thing. Why we were playing that in grade twelve. But um, I was on a pole and it had a tap attached to it, and someone ran up to the pole I was on, and I sprinted off, and everyone stopped because we heard this giant. <laughs> And it was the entire back of my school dress ripping off. 
I walk home from school in the afternoons oh, with, you know, the Padua boys next door. So Oh, the cute Padua boys. Yeah, the cute boys next door. So my whole dress is ripped off and the school bell rung and we went into the arts and craft room and we masking taped my dress. <laughs> <laughs> With a masking tape dress. <laughs> and I feel like I should have questioned this more. <laughs> like, this is what you just did in fashion class, guys. This is the new trend. Do I look hot? <laughs> Tell me I look hot. <laughs> I feel like that's just such a normal thing that used to happen oh to me. Just God. such embarrassing stuff all the time. Did you get any wolf whistles on the way home in your masking dress? <laughs> I'm surprised it held up, honestly. Oh, wow. Classic. <laughs> and why did I not have boys lining up that <laughs> afternoon? So, guys, don't play pull tag. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down like normal grade 12s at lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Well, thank you, Lily, so much for coming on today. I've loved having you on, and I'm sure. There's so many people who have grabbed a lot of good advice and information from your podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's been very fun to talk about things that not enough people are speaking about. I love that you're doing this. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So for any of you guys who are listening and don't follow Lily already, do you want to just tell us your Instagram pages that people can have a look at? Oh, yeah. So my fitness page journey is called the girl with the nike tattoo and yes i have a nike tattoo <laughs> it is on my foot was um, that schoolies yes <laughs> there is a very embarrassing story behind it everyone was chanting just do it <laughs> and i did just do it and now i'm living with it but nike is a greek god um that stands for victory what i didn't yeah. even know that how cool is that oh. so i've been victorious it's, yeah yeah i've come out on top <laughs> so yes the girl with the nike tattoo is and that, yeah and your makeup oh my makeup well. page is lily brady underscore mua very original yeah <laughs> love it making everyone look fancy and glamorous yeah. get them dolled up yeah <laughs> and if you guys like today's episode Please hit subscribe or like on whatever platform you're listening to and share the love. And thanks for tuning in with us today. We'll see you later. Yay! <laughs> Success! Woo.